Hi, friends, and welcome to All Things Relatable, a place where stories are shared. It's hard to put a value on a story because the lasting effects it can have are often priceless. An individual's story has the potential to impact our lives in tremendous ways. My hope for you in joining me today is that this episode resonates with you and that you leave enlightened, ignited, and inspired because it only takes one moment to spark a change and leave an everlasting effect. My next guest, Marley, is here to share some of the behind the scenes struggles that she's faced throughout her life and how she made it through to the other side, the stuff that happens behind the highlight reel. Because let's face it, life isn't all sunshine and rainbows. And somehow when you hear someone else's story about how they survived the really tough stuff, there's a glimmer of hope. Just six months before the pandemic hit, Marley found a commercial space for her business, Haven Beauties, a lash extension salon and academy. Now, I'm sure you can take a wild guess about what's coming next. With all the closures and little financial funding until it was too late, Marley had to close the doors to her business. At the same time, she was navigating a divorce while also raising her two little girls. One of the things that played a key role in Marley's transformation was revisiting her childhood and unpacking how her upbringing and some of the limiting beliefs that she formed way back then were affecting her current reality. So I'm so excited for this conversation because I know that you're going to It's going to bring so much value to all of you tuning in today. Hey, Marley, thank you so much for being here today. I can't wait to dive into your story. Oh, thank you. Just listening to that intro made me like almost like emotional, like revisiting really how the last couple of years have gone. It's been a lot. And I think so many people have just been in survival mode. And now that things are getting back to normal, people are starting to really realize what they've overcome or what they've gone through. And it's a big journey. And when you're in that mode, you don't get to feel it. You just got to keep going. So when it finally hits, you know, you, I used to be that girl that like never cried at anything. And now I'm like, I cry at commercials. Like my daughter, like give me a picture. And I'm like, this is so beautiful. I'm in a more, more emotional being these days for sure. Oh my gosh. I love it. And I love how you bring that up. Sometimes, you know, when you're in survival mode or on autopilot, you just have to use like that coping mechanism to get through to the other side. And then looking back, you can actually see like, oh my gosh, like, I cannot believe that I made it through all of the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So where to start? Could you take us back to the beginning, back to your childhood where some of these limiting beliefs were formed? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it's interesting. Cause like before I started my divorce, you know, there's kind of like a time where you start to really think about where am I? Why am I here? What do I really want? Is this like, you know, how I'm meant to be? And you really start to go back and look to how you got to where you are. And so diving back into your childhood, a lot of people don't realize how much that affects you into your adult life, how you are with your own kids, how you are with everything you do, like your upbringing, just makes so much of you. (laughs) And some people either, you know, want to break the cycles or, you know, they, they want to do better. Or like some people have really good experiences, but myself growing up, um, I lived in a home where my dad was not, he's my stepdad and my real dad wasn't in the picture. And my mom was a single mom and she had grown up in a family of abuse. And there was like her dad committed suicide when she was seven and just lots of stuff. And like my grandma was a widow in the seventies and like all these things. So my 
mom was brought up very stressful and there was lots of trauma and my grandma was again, just surviving. So she was doing her best, but like my mom obviously had a lot of stuff that got hit in the whole family. So then obviously growing up that was into our daily lives. And it was so funny because I was talking to a, a gal the other day about our generation of parents. And it was very much like they were in survival mode and no one knew how to deal with it yet. Cause no one talked about it. And so they were doing their best, but that was the focus. I'm doing my best. Like life was worse for me. Just deal with it. Everything's fine. Like it's better than I had it. So just like be cool. And, um, that meant, you know, growing up, I didn't know how to deal with feelings. I didn't know how to deal with emotions. I never celebrated anything because we were just like, go, go, go. And, uh, I grew up in a religious home. Like I have my own belief system, but like we were very like, I went to a private Christian school and um, we went to church on, for, like I had youth group on Friday and we went to Sunday school on Sunday and I went to Bible camp and all these things. So it's funny because if you follow my personal social media, you would never know that that was my upbringing, but like it's, it's, it's hard trying to find that balance. So that going into adulthood. And it was very much like, make sure you look like this and make sure, you know, everything looks okay. And so I got very, very good at masking just in general, just because of, you know, stuff going on. Then I also found out just last year I was diagnosed with ADHD. So I had ADHD growing up and no one knew, but I think because I was so used to just pretending everything looked good. I was so good at like faking it till you make it. And then <clears throat> going into adulthood, it was kind of like, I had always been just left to fend for myself in a way. So I was very independent, super independent there, you know, was trauma and things like that. And I just had to take care of myself since being like a little girl. So going into my adulthood that really stuck in, which I think has made me very resilient, but in a way now in my thirties, learning how it didn't actually help me in a lot of ways and things that I thought, you know, were okay. I'm now realizing actually those were quite damaging and didn't help out with stuff. So in certain ways it's good because I can survive very well through hard times. Like I remember when the pandemic hit, like some people, they were like panicking and like their life was over and like, what are we going to do? And I was just like, this is just like a normal Tuesday. Like, what are you guys <laughs> like upset about? Like, whatever, like we'll figure it out. And so it was, it was an eye opener to be like, wow, like you really aren't phased. But then that meant I was numb to everything too. Mm. So really learning those things, but growing up, um, I was told my place was in the home and that is it. And if it wasn't for my grandma pushing me to go to, you know, um, going to college or whatever, I went and I was a dental assistant for um, just over a decade. I was in the dental world before I started my own business and I started doing lash extensions and completely changed things. But my grandma was very much so because she was in abuse and that with her, her first marriage, she was have your own bank account, make sure you can take care of yourself make sure that you, you know, don't have a man holding everything over you. Like, obviously you don't want to just sit and think that men aren't going to take care of you, but in the same way, when you're a woman, like what if your husband dies or something like making sure that you can take care of yourself as a woman, because if you're so wrapped in that, and then something awful happens, it's going to be hard to grieve and handle that process just in general, and then add all that added stress to it. So 
there's just lots of things. I grew up <laughs> very um, difficult at times, but at the same time, it's made me the person I am today and the business owner I am today and the mom I am today and learning how to break those barriers and, you know, being also raised in a town where my time was the oil field boom. So, you know, lots of my friends had <laughs> everything and I was kind of the, the poor kid in the group. And, uh, so trying to, you know, balance that and finding, you know, like what's normal, like what's, you know, and comparing, I definitely found that growing now I'm finding that growing up the way of like making sure we looked good and everything. I compare way more than I should. So then, you know, it hits that imposter syndrome. And when you're in business and trying to be like, okay, this, and then as a mom, you're like, okay, I'm not giving my kids this one-on-one -on -one time all the time. But at the same time, I also feel like maybe I give more um, focused one-on-one -on -one time because my time is so valuable with my kids because they don't get to spend every day with them. So it's just trying to find the balance of it all. <laughs> and it takes time. Wow. Okay. There's so much in that. There's Lots one thing that you said. I love that. No, thank you. I think that brings up so much that I think, you know, that this generation of, uh, parents, you know, that we've had, and even like, if we don't break the cycle, then it's just going to continue. There's one mm -hmm. thing that you said, I kind of want to um, go deeper into, which was, you said you were just trying to fake it till you make it. And like everything looked good on the surface. So I want to know when you were doing that, were you actually like, things were looking good from the outside. Did you actually like tell yourself, you know, like, this is going to be great. Like you have a positive mindset over it. Or were you like from the outside looking in, it looked like everything was put together and you were just, you know, faking it till you make it and feeling like really, um, disconnected and numb and really terrible. Like which, which one of those kind of, was it for you? I'll be so honest with you when I was trying to figure out it and like trying to decide, cause you know, you see all these things and you think, okay, well that person's doing this. So like, okay, well I'll try that. And well, this person's doing this, but then I got to keep up with this person because like, I gotta be like, we're on the same level. And I was not being myself. I, at my time, didn't even know really who I was like trying to figure that out, but I was suicidal. I was 40 pounds heavier than I am. I was miserable. I was the most uptight. My mental health was just gone. I was just like, I was not myself. I was the worst version of myself. And it was hard too, though, because like, I really found out who my support system was in that time. So as much as it sucked, because the people who, you know, you thought were the closest to you that we were safe to be vulnerable with ended up using those things against me. And it's like, when you're in a place where you get to the point where you're suicidal and those types of things, like that's a big issue. And if your support system uses that against you or like, doesn't get, like take a break or be like, Hey, like, are you okay? Like what's going on? And it sucks because they'll just be like, well, you know, like you were doing these things and you weren't being nice and all this stuff. And it's like, I totally understand that. But at the same time, it's like, you knew what I was going through and I was getting to that point. And so I think through all of that, it also helps me be a person that's very, when I see someone in that state now, like I recognize it and I know that that person just needs like, are you okay? Mm. And so many people don't do that. So like in business, like one of the things I'm, I'm really branching out into 
is the behind the scenes. Like most people are like, oh, like running the business. I'm like, I can tell you how to do your taxes. I can tell you how to sign things up legally. But like my love is the behind the scenes. Like, where are you at? Or do you know what you're doing in your business? Like, do you feel like this is you? Are you representing you wholeheartedly? Like at the end of the day, are you happy with what you're doing? You're fulfilled because if you're not and you hate what you're doing, like, and this is where it's hard. Cause like some people go, people think I'm crazy. Cause I quit my regular nine to five. I had a good career, all these things. And then my family was like, you put this stress on yourself. Like you quit your job. You could have just had this. It's like, yeah, but I was miserable there. Like I, I don't like working for other people. I'm not going to lie, especially now after working for myself, I don't enjoy having a boss. I never will again, but it's because I'm also like, I, I think outside the box and now understanding, you know, ADHD, all these things that I told were wrong about me and that I should just do it this way instead of that way. But it's like, but I don't work that way. And then I felt fake. And then the imposter syndrome hit so much more. But yeah, behind the scenes, when you are trying to just like, don't fake it, don't fake it till you make it. That is the worst advice anyone can give you. You got to stop comparing and like looking at where someone else is because they might be on chapter 52 and you're on chapter 10. Or, you know, I felt I was comparing myself to people who were below me, but they were growing faster. But then I also had to remember they don't have kids. They don't have a spouse at the time, right? So like their attention span, they can put so much more onto that and focus than I can. So I just have to remember, this is my journey, focus on my journey only. And you are meant to do certain things. And when you finally get into tune with that, it just grows and expands. And then you don't have this, like, I remember doing stuff and I, I would post stuff and I'd be like, oh, well, this doesn't work because it is social media is a game and you have to figure out who your people are and you got to speak the right language to them. Otherwise you just lay stagnant and trying to find that, you know, if you're not doing what you love and you're not doing true to yourself, you're just going to sit and you're going to struggle and you're going to be like, what's going on. And you do, you just got to be like, you know what? I like it this way. I'm going to do it this way doesn't matter that that person does it that way. This is me. I'm unique to myself. And this was what makes my business mine. So I love that. It's hard. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. To all of that. So, um, what was the final breaking point for you when you were, was there like a rock bottom where you're like, okay, enough is enough. I'm so tired of showing up, you know, not as myself in this really, um, negative space. Like I, I just need to change. Like, was there like a point where it was like, okay, there's going to be a switch. There were a couple and it took a couple for them to hit for me to make that final decision. And it really came down to, I realized how much I cared about what everyone else thought compared to myself for me to finally be like, I don't really care. Like, um, I closed the doors to my studio and my husband moved out the same month. So that was like a huge thing. And people are like, that's so much. I'm like, but it was such a breath of fresh air as much as a hard decision as it was when I finally did it. I wish I had done it sooner. I wish I could have just like taken that and been worried about myself. I didn't care about what people were going to say because it's hard. You have to really let your ego down. (laughs) Like that's a huge one because when I opened up my space, 
you know, and when you go through these, you really got to look back. Cause you know, a lot of people, they blame, they want to have someone else be, you know, the reason why this is happening. And with COVID definitely, there was things that I had absolutely no control over whatsoever. And that was, I think the hardest, but it also took me out of my thought process of being like, okay, what can I control? What can I actually do and make happen? And it really showed me how many things I really shouldn't have cared about the reality of it behind everything. So it got to kind of like going back and forth and trying things like I'm, I'm a giver. I, I try and give people multiple chances. And I think growing up my family, it was very much so, um, you know, as long as they say sorry and they, you know, try, you got to give them another chance. And, you know, as long as they're doing their best, which is like true, but then it's also learning to have boundaries and say, no, I was never allowed to say no growing up. I was never allowed to say how I was feeling. I was never to say like, you know, I don't think this is right or whatever, because then I was deemed being rebellious. I was deemed being, you know, there's something wrong with you. Why can't you just like do things the right way? Like this is how we do things. So growing up, it really affected me. And that went into my business because I was watching when everyone was doing the same thing with marriage. You know, I have my friends, I've I've really learned that like your personal issues should go to a therapist and not your friends, to be honest, because you will have maybe very different values than what your friends have. And in one state, you might be on the same page, but then other things and then life changes. And I've really noticed that in the last couple of years, having certain conversations with certain people. And it, it made me almost feel fake sometimes because I was like, well, why can't I have this conversation with these people. Like, I feel weird that like, I can only talk about certain things with certain people. Like, does that make me fake? But it was just like, no, there's certain people that you can't have certain conversations with because they make you just doubt yourself more. And it's not that they like, don't love you or don't care about you. It's because they don't understand. So really learning how to know who you can communicate with and I think it's good to communicate definitely out loud and get those thought processes because sometimes it just makes you see things differently, but definitely having a therapist and having someone who can help you kind of get out of your head. There's no personal feelings to it. They can help you with really seeing the behind the scenes of like the psychological part of it and getting you out of your head that way. And it, that really helps a lot, but getting back to the, when the final decision, it was just kind of like, I'm miserable. I hate what I'm doing. I'm just surviving again. And like, I didn't start this business to survive. Like I get, there's a portion of hustle and doing all these things, but like, how do I now make my business work so that when the kids have to stay home because one of the kids have a sniffle and we have to stay home now for 10 days, um, or, you know, my husband, ex husband's schedule was all over the place. And until we finally figured out a schedule of what we were going to do, and like with my ADHD and stuff, like realizing how much I need certain things to be a certain way <clears throat> and learning to just really hone in on them and figure out what I needed and being selfish, I guess, in a way, but at the same time, it's changing that mindset because now I feel like I'm a better mom. I'm a better business owner. I'm more focused on what I need to be focused with. I'm back to being like my gentle, soft self that I didn't really know existed. Like I knew there was a, a bit of that in Marley and like the fact that I have a pink wall behind me, like would have never happened. Like my <laughs> last, my last office was black <laughs> and now I have a pink wall and like my logo is a succulent and things. So it really just, I think 
trying to figure out who you are. And those things are so important. And it takes a choice of being like, okay, am I going to do the hard stuff now to figure out who I am? It's going to suck. It's going to be hard. I'm going to do things differently than I've always done them. And people are going to be like, well, you've always been this way. Like, why are you changing this late? Because that's not actually me. So mm-hmm. yeah, it just takes time and figuring it out. And it's hard, but like afterwards, like the breath of fresh air, like just the, the weight off my shoulders and just like the chillness of it. I hadn't felt like that in years and I would never regret it or take it back. Like it was the best decision I could have made. Okay. I love that you brought up, like, I feel like you said in other words, like you found your voice. Finally, you could, you know, speak what was true to you and show up as yourself and be more authentic and like figuring that out along the way. But Also, one thing is, you know, when we're kids and we're brought up, like, I feel like everybody, it doesn't matter what your story is, everybody, whatever your story is, if you had, you know, parents who weren't around or parents who like loved you, like quotation marks too much, whatever it is, everybody has stuff that they grow up with that they have to, they get to decide, right? Like, am I going to continue to live in, you know, this way that isn't fulfilling or that I'm miserable, or am I going to do the work? Because, you know, as kids, we kind of do a little bit of work or there's different foundational steps that kids go through and they're learning. And then they sometimes hit adulthood and it's like, okay, you're an adult. Like, and you said your friends or people around you were like, well, you're changing. Well, yeah, you're supposed to change like from birth to death. It is like a constant evolution and growth. So yeah, you might not be the same person that you were yesterday or last week or 10 years ago. And like, who wants to be like, it's constantly evolving and growing. So I think in that, I love that you were able to finally find your voice and find those parts of yourself and tap into them. Right. Like the, Mm -hmm. the badass part of yourself, the softer, gentle side, the whatever part of yourself and finally have your voice. So once you got to that point, um, then how did things start to shift for you? Oh, it's, it's been a two year journey from that moment. So it has been over two years now since that happened. And when I did make that decision to, to close the space, I did that because I was like, I know I'm going to do a lot of self-work in the next little bit. I don't know how long that's going to take but I've never done that for myself. I've never been allowed to, I've never been able to take a step back. Like I was a single mom from the second I was in my twenties. So I have never really been an adult without being a mother. So me having to spend time on me and figuring out me, I knew it was going to be <laughs> a journey. So that was part of the reason to why I closed the space. Cause I was like, I need to be able to work from home again. I need to be able to not have to make a certain income. So if I only make this much and I only get this much clients and have the people that I really know can handle me right now as a business owner, because I hold myself to such a level and I will not open certain doors unless I know I can give it because my reputation and what I put Like I'm the face of my business. It's not someone else. It's not other people. And that's what I think people don't understand when they get into this. They're just like, oh, it's a business. It's cool. It's fun. It's amazing. I'm just going to like drive around in my bends and have this in my nice house and like be on Instagram and have pictures on the beach. 
it's not that at all. That is just the highlight reel. Like you are the face of your business. You are responsible for your business. You are the HR, you are the accounting, you are the complaints, you deal with literally everything. And if you cannot give it, your business isn't going to grow. It's only maybe only going to grow to a certain point, but like, if you have a vision and you have goals and you want to make it to a certain level, you have to be prepared for what comes with that. So that also means sometimes taking a step back and being able to just like deal with your stuff and like, let it be seen behind the scenes a little bit, but like kind of just back off a little bit. And I was scared. I was so scared that like, I was going to lose my business. People weren't going to be interested in me anymore. People weren't going to want to work with me anymore. Like I figured I was just like all this work that I've put into this for what, like I'm about to lose everything, like the sacrificing. So that also helped to be like, okay, what did I sacrifice to get here? Now I get to almost like redo it. How am I going to do it differently this time? So that was a huge uh, thought process behind it all. And then taking that step back and doing counseling and doing self-help. Like I read all the time, but also like being able to handle whatever I could. Like I'm a very busy person. I like to be busy. I like to be, it's also just like my brain, how I work when I don't have my girls, it's very quiet and weird for me. So when I don't have them, I like to be even more busy, but I couldn't do that for about the first year. And it was very hard for me to not be able to be like in work mode because I, I realized how much my value of myself was on my work and what I was capable of. And I found out through like working on things that during my marriage and during my transition and during having another baby and stuff like that, the only thing that was consistent and the only thing that I seen a reward of my hard work was my job was my business. So for me to have that, like one last little thing, and for me to just kind of like put it on the down burner and just like give it time to just heal and whatever that was mentally so hard. I'd be so there'd like be an idea that would come in my head and I'd be like, Oh, I need to do this. And then I would start it and I'd be like, my head's just not in it. I can't focus on it. I'm not going to be consistent with it. And I don't want that to be me. I don't want that to be what I get known as now all of a sudden and stuff like that. So I had to really take a step back and that was hard, but I did it. It was two years ago. I'm finally back in it. I'm back in the headspace, which I don't always is good. Cause like, I know if I'm not sleeping great again, I'm back (laughs) in work mode, but I've learned now, instead of waking up in the middle of the night and letting it go, I literally will wake up whatever's in my head. I will write down or I'll put in a voice note on my phone or I'll talk into something and I put my phone phone down and I can go back to sleep. So in that process, I've learned how to now handle those things better, how to know when to say no, what works better. So like if I need things planned out a certain way, that's how I'm going to do it. Doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. This is what works for me. This is how I'm going to do it. It's my business, my bills, my name. So I'm fine with it. I don't really care what other people think anymore. So it's like... It's really learning how to take that process. And it might take a year. It might take six months. It might take four years, but like, you just got to do it. And people won't forget you if you've already left a mark on them and they respect you as a business. So I think that's, again, why you need to make sure that you're so 
careful a little bit. Like you do have to somewhat, and that's where it's kind of like, I'm contradicting what I said. You do have to be aware of how people see things and you do have to represent yourself a certain way because you are a business person. You are out in the public eye, but then also to a point of being like, but I'm going to authentically be myself in this process. Like, yes, I need to be a certain way to a point, but this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to drop F-bombs once in a while. I'm going to do this, that type of stuff. And I don't care. That's who I am. And I don't feel like faking it anymore. Oh my gosh. That is so good. There's so many, Oh, there's just, I was just full of so much good stuff. The things that are coming up to me is like what you just said about, you know, I was a teacher for nine years Mm -hmm. and I was in the public eye and everybody, as soon as they are like, who's your kid's teacher, Google, find out everything about them, make their judges, whatever. And it's like, I am an amazing teacher. And I also wear trucker hats and I also swear, you know what I mean? And, and it's just like who I am, but, um, I've recently been in Kathy Heller's program and she is just phenomenal. And she's all about like alignment, energetically being aligned. Right. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that she has repeated over and over again, which I think you brought up is like the, I am like so many people tie their, their self-worth to Mm -hmm. what they do and not who they are. But when you are born, this is what she says. You can say like, I am Candace Danielle Dunaway. Then you take it away. I am Candace Danielle. I am Candace. And then it goes back to like, I am like, we are born loved. We're born worthy. And then depending on our upbringing and all the things that we kind of catch along the way, we tie our worth. It could be to work. It could be to, um, the way that we look, it could be to, um, how we, it could be to anything, but really at the end of the day, we're all just worthy as being ourselves. So I think, like you say, when we can authentically like drop into who we are, like people feel that the world feels that energetic. And I love how you said, like, it's not selfish to, take care of you. Like you, that's the most important, valuable thing you can do is take care of yourself and take time for yourself. Because like you said, then you can show up as a better mom, the mom that you really want to be a better partner, um, a better friend, just having a better, uh, like a higher vibration. So when you actually take the time for yourself to, you know, peel the onion back, uh, heal some of the past, actually figure out like what it is that makes you happy. Then the world feels that energetically through you. And that is so, so, so important. So if we stop comparing ourselves to everybody else, stop trying to please everyone else and just really please ourselves, then, you know, that will transform maybe in different ways. We might be attracted to some different people who are in alignment. Some people kind of might fall off that aren't kind of at that space, but it's so important to make that decision and then put in the work. So I love that you've done that. And I love that you say it's a journey, right? It, it probably isn't going to happen overnight. And yeah. also it's like an onion. So it's like things start to show themselves and, and, and it keeps going. Like my belief is until till the end, like you're constantly revisiting, reflecting, um, and tuning in because things change and you evolve and 
your perspective changes and your interests and the things it all changes. So that is so beautiful that you are like in this space right now where, you know, everyone else can feel that. It's a journey. It's hard. And it's so funny that you just said, like, it goes a long time. And I had this like pivotal moment with my grandma. Like my grandma is like my woman. She is my best friend. She has been my support system. Like she is my lady. And the day that she is not here anymore, I'm going to miss her so much. But she, I was going back to counseling and I was going through all this stuff. And it's so funny because she's, she just turned 85 And she's just like, wow, she's like, isn't this just crazy? She's like, it just never stops. She's like, I'm in counseling. You're in counseling. I was like, what? And she's just like, yeah, she's like, I've been going to counseling. Like, I got to learn how to like grieve some stuff still and like deal with your uncles and your your aunts and stuff like that. Like it it never stops. And I was like, you're in your eighties and you are still working on yourself and you are still learning but it like, it just showed me that it really just never ends and to just figure out and you can do it at any time. Like it doesn't stop just because you get to a certain age. And I think that's where people, we hold ourselves back really is what it is. You, you have to make the decision. Am I going to work on this? Am I going to stop blaming everybody else? Am I going to stop, you know, having excuses for stuff like I need to just be 100% responsible for me. You know, like I want my, like I'm the person showing my girls how to be a woman one day and like how to represent themselves and how to, you know, I want life to be easier for them than it ever was for me. And being able to show them, I'm sometimes terrified now that I've created these like way too independent boss bitch little babies because they're (laughs) like, they scare me sometimes. Like some of the, they're like, they do what they want when they want, how they want it specifically my littlest. And I'm just like, Oh man, like you are a force, man. Like you are going to do big things, but you're going to break me in the process. <laughs> but, um, it, it, it is, it's, it, it is a journey and I don't think it ever ends. And that's where, you know, I think the people who don't want to admit that and don't want to be honest with themselves are the ones that are really just holding themselves back. And it sucks because, we have so much potential. And even if like, it doesn't have to, I think there's like this pressure. People are like, Oh, well, like, I don't want to run a business. And like, I'm fine with where I'm in. But like, if I'm not like doing this on the side and having a side hustle and da, 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 like, apparently I'm not good enough. And it's like, it doesn't matter. Again, this is where comparing, like, I feel like so many people get so easily offended now by everything because everybody's comparing, like, I'm supposed to be like that. I'm supposed to be like that. It's just like, if people just cared about what they were doing and worrying about themselves and just loved people where they were at, people wouldn't get offended because you said something that didn't because it triggered you. And it's just like, deal with your own stuff. Like that person's allowed to be that way without you feeling like you have to compete with that because you are your own person. Like that's, that's what I wish. I hope one day women and men, but women where we're hard on each other, especially moms. It's like a whole different zone of bitchiness (laughs) really, to be honest, but it's also very loving and supportive. And you think of back in the day, I remember asking my grandma and I was just like, what do you think has changed so much? Because back in the day, I think about what she used to have to do. And I was like, I feel like your life was way harder then than it is now. 
like you had to haul water and go grab eggs from the chickens and then come in from your homemade bread. Like, I don't have time to do that. Like, where the hell did you like get all this stuff? And then you have six kids or whatever. I'm just like, how the heck, like, did you guys get things done back then? Whereas like, now I feel like women are so stressed out and all this stuff. And she's just like, well, back in the day, she's like, it was a community. Like if you had to go to town, she came over and brought her kids and I spent the day looking after and we took care of each other. And then the next day I went to town and like, we all worked together and it was a community and, you know, we didn't need all these things. And, you know, if we had to work, she's like, no one judged if a mom worked or didn't work or everybody just helped each other. And it was just a very different time. And I'm like, that definitely has been lost. It's become, and I, social media is a wonderful thing for business. I think it's awful for the rest of like humanity though. Like it's, it's literally just good for getting people to buy stuff and see you because it's free advertising. Like why wouldn't you, but it's turned into like with me, all I do on social media is business stuff. I'm not on it anymore unless I need to be. And I'm not on Facebook anymore because I, I really think that Facebook has just kind of gone really downhill. It's very negative and cancel culture and all those things. Whereas like I mainly stick to Instagram and that's like where my audience is. So that's fine with me. But like I don't sit anymore browsing comparing myself to those people. So like, I don't feel the need to sit and waste my time on my phone. There are moments where like, I need to just have a break and I'm going to go binge watch reels for two hours when I should have did something <laughs> else. But for the most part, like I don't sit and waste time on social media anymore. Yes. And I like how you bring that up. I feel like it's the lens too, that you go, you know what I mean? Your intention with social media. Cause yeah. there's definitely, like you said, two sides of it, like this great side and then this like dark side. And it depends where you put your focus into, right. And how you allot your time, because there is so much wonderful stuff that can come out of it. If that's where you're paying, like putting your attention to, but if you're, you know, getting into that dark, it can just be like a negative space for, for mm -hmm. people that isn't good. But, and I also love how you say, like, wouldn't it be so nice to get back to that where, um, and I mean, there are some communities of, of women that are that way that, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's communities that tribes that support and work with each other. And they just have like this wonderful, um, tribe of women who kind of all work together for like the greater good of themselves and their kids and the community. So it's be so great to get back to a place where people are there again, where we're not like, you know, looking what's our neighbor doing, what's our friends, like where we're yeah. actually um, able to be more of a community feel so that, um, yeah, we can have the time or do the things that we want. And it, it's like strips back to like the simplicity, right. The simple things mm -hmm. that really light us up and make us happy are yeah. All the extra stuff. Yeah. Wonderful. But going down to like the roots, like, what is it that actually lights me up? What's on my ingredient list? What, um, makes me feel calm or joy or happier or whatever feelings it is that you want to attract so that you can put your focus there and then yeah just feel so much better okay yeah. so i want to tap into your business now sure so let's talk about your business because you were doing well before the pandemic the pandemic hit took a little break um and now you've made your business 
pandemic proof and mom proof. So can you first talk like a little bit about your business and, um, how it kind of how it flowed into this space where now you're able to do that from your home, be home with the girls when they've got a sniffle and you're able to, you've transformed into something that works for you. Yes, for sure. Um, so when I had opened up my space, my big thing was being an educator. I love educating. That is my joy. Um, I also found out like, like after taking some courses and stuff, I coach more than I just educate. Um, that's the way that I do it. And I didn't realize that that's what I was doing until I took a course and I was like, Oh, like, okay. So this helps me understand why I do things differently than maybe other educators or in the area. And, um, so that is my love. And when I had opened up my space, that was the thing I wanted to just have education and have girls working, doing stuff. And I just kind of was there educating and had a space so that I could have the freedom to be home more. Um, and again, obviously once COVID hit that changed everything. So once COVID hit, I had actually had students that had signed up the week prior. <laughs> and of course the day the course was supposed to start is the day the world shut down. So I'm like in panic mode. Cause I was like, okay, <laughs> how am I going to do this? Like, I don't want to give back their tuitions because like, I don't know where the funds are going to be coming from. Like is this says two weeks to, you know, flatten the curve. And in my mind, I was like, there's no way that's what's happening. Like everybody's like two weeks. I was like, you guys are way too optimistic. Like real life has not hit you hard enough, obviously, because that is not what's going to happen. If you think like, but whatever that maybe that's just, I'm a realist. I like to just prepare myself. So anyways, I was like, you know what, let's just try doing it online. I can do the theory part. I'll do the best that I can. And, uh, to be honest, they were my best students I've ever had. <laughs> so when we finally got to be in person and they got to be in hands, hands on and everything, I think because I think outside of the box, it's a gift of my brain and how it works. When things like that happen, I don't get stuck. I don't be like, oh, well, that's not going to work. I guess we won't do it. I'm like, okay, well, let's find how to work it differently. This isn't going to work like this. Okay, how do we switch it up? So I'm very good at doing that. And that's one thing I do do in my business now when people are stuck in a problem with their business or they're like, I don't know how to get out of this. I coach them through how to switch it up because I'm the one who thinks outside of the box. So that's part of like one of the ways that I've I've changed because I realized that's one of my powers, I guess, in, in business. So now I use that for one of the things I do. But with uh, that, and then on the online world, I seen the online education coming. It was, it was starting, but COVID really just like took it into a whole nother level of doing this online education. And when you're teaching lash extensions, there's certain stuff that you can definitely learn online. Um, the theory portions, the continued education, those types of things, but certain stuff, especially the very beginning needs to have some hands-on experience because you just can't grasp. Like people don't realize that when you're placing lash extensions, you have two tweezers that you have to go and isolate each individual lash by itself, take a extension dip it in glue that has 1.5 seconds to work with to place it and have nothing moving, not attach it to anything, not glue it to any of the other lashes, not glue it to the skin, not open the eyeball and then like keep going. And you have 200 of those to do in less than two hours. So it's a very intense, 
job that no one respects. <laughs> like to me, I am a surgeon of the eye in a way. And like, I used to work in dental surgery. So I'm just like, I'm literally doing like surgery on the eyes. Like this is to me, you guys, like this is intense, but, um, so of course there's certain things that have to be learned in person, but being able to finally go into the online portion. And then as I learned more about doing online education, and then I spent, you know, the last two years trying different systems and, you know, who's got my email marketing included in it. Who, who can I build a website with, have all these things together, but like be cost-effective or which ones are going to add tax on at the end of the purchase, because you need that for being a Canadian business. You have to have the tax visible on your receipts and trying to figure out the online portions and online systems of that. And then I started being like, you know, um, my industry was really being affected by girls who don't learn things properly. There was so much because when COVID happened, the only girls who got in trouble or got watched were the legal businesses. So it really showed you how many girls work under the table. And this isn't just lash extensions. There's so many businesses where they aren't operating properly. They don't have insurance. They're not registered with the city. They're not registered as a business, all these things. And they're like, Oh, well, I'll just do this. And it's just like, do you think the government's not watching people right now? Like they want money and if they can get it, they're going to get it. And like, I just, I don't understand why someone would risk that because like you could lose everything. And to me, I think because there's been times in my life where I have lost everything, I will never risk that because of something that I could have be handled. So, um, but watching that, it was crazy because now we're going through this period right now where all these girls were like, oh, well, these girls are just working from home, glashing on their couches. I'm just going to go be a lash artist because like, it doesn't matter if I can't work right now. Like I'll just do lashes on my friends. And now we have this surplus of these girls who aren't trained properly, aren't doing good jobs. They're charging either nothing or the same price that I charge. So like as a consumer, how the heck are you supposed to know what you're doing, who to go to? There's no regulations, unfortunately. So these girls do it and get away with it. So I was like, I want to help change the industry with the education portion of it and showing how important it is. And I'm really good at being the person who says what's on everybody's minds, <laughs> but I've learned how to be more gentle with it. And to the point, not come off as like, because in a bit, like, you know, before, cause I would be frustrated. I'd be like, well, this is this, like this. And people be like, Marley, you need to like, like butter it up a little bit though. And I'm like, <laughs> why? Like, this is just facts. Like you, and I've learned that's just how my brain thinks. So having to kind of be like, okay, educate to the point, but like do it funny or do it educational wise. So like reels, I love reels because you can do it really well with that. <clears throat> but so that was something I seen, but then it went above and beyond lashes. Like anybody can have a business. And if you have people coming to you and they're like, Hey, like, how do you do what you do? Or how do I do this? Or like, you have something that sets you apart. You can teach how to do that. So for example, you know, these women who are like, I've always had a passion in sewing, or I've always had a passion in making like these pottery things, or I've always had a passion in, you know, making scrunchies. Like my daughter just started, she's starting her own little business and she makes scrunchies and she started sewing and stuff like that, which I'm just like, you're 10 and already in business mode. Like, what did I do? <laughs> what did I create? But it's okay. One day she'll be fine. I won't have to worry about her ever. But um, you can take anything you do and turn it into a little online course. And, you know, they can be low price. They can be high price. Like if you do more of like the one-on-one -on -one and more like a coaching aspect, then obviously those are different price range, but just showing these women that are like, you know, 
I want to kind of like take my time down. I'm getting to the point where like I'm burning out. People are asking, how do I do this? How do I like keep doing what I love, but like tone it down? Like I maybe I'm ready to start um, opening up. I want to open up a space. I want to have staff and stuff like that. Like I help women knowing how to do that, making sure you have contracts. The last thing you want to do is work with a friend and not have a contract and then shit goes sideways. And all of a sudden you guys are not friends anymore, but like your business is down the middle, everything's destroyed and you have to start all over again. People don't realize how much like, and they're like, oh, well, you should just be able to trust people. Yes, 100%, but it's business. It has to be done a certain way. You have to protect yourself. And if you don't, when it all goes down the shitter, like you can't blame anybody but yourself and it sucks, but like, it's the reality of it. And sometimes like, you know, the tough love is hard to hear. Nobody really wants to hear that. But at the same time, most of the time, if they didn't do it, it does end up working how, you know, someone warned them and then they're like, oh, well, damn, (laughs) I'm that person. I used to learn by the hard lessons. Now that I'm like, tell me what to do, how to do it. I will pay to learn how to do it. Just show me the right way. And I will do it because I am done learning hard lessons. I'm done trying to prove that I can do it my way. If I need to add some things that make it me totally fine, but like, I would rather just do it. So like with courses, all that, I just, I learned how to switch everything and really finding out what my love was within it. And so now I help women learn how to create programs and how to teach what they do. My main thing obviously is lash extensions because that's what I've done for so many years now, but, uh, branching out and creating their websites for them. So if they want to have the website with the courses, like I have three different ones that I've mainly used. And so I give them, you know, this one's at this price range. This one has this, but you'll have to add all these things. This one has everything together, but it's more expensive. Which one works better for you? If you need help with setting it up, I can do either it all for you, or I can walk you through it. And then, you know, how do you make your course from A to Z? How do you need to make sure that you have this? Like, communicating with your students, um, you know, celebrating them at the end, like make a big deal, like have something that you do that, you know, it makes them realize to celebrate those little things. Because in my business, I really realized in that survival mode, I never celebrated the steps going forward. And I've had to learn to just really like be okay with it and just go forward now because I preach that. And like my people, they do that. And then sometimes I look and I'm like, oh, why didn't I celebrate that? (laughs) I should have celebrated that. And I'm like, now I kind of want to have a party for that. Like, why didn't I do that? But now going forward, like the little things I do that, like when I did my first online course again, and I got back into it, I went out with some friends and we went and had dinner and we celebrated. And I was like, I'm back. Like I'm feeling good about things. I'm officially divorced. We like went and just had like this big thing. Cause I was like, I'm proud of myself. And I never growing up, I was never really allowed to celebrate myself unless it was my birthday. We never did anything. So growing up, it felt very weird. Cause people would be like, Oh my God, like, did you do anything for that? I'd be like, why? why would I do anything for that? And they're like, but that's a big deal, Marlon. I'm like, oh, just, it's whatever. It's just part of life and just this. And then afterwards I was like, no, like why the hell didn't I celebrate those things? Like that was a huge accomplishment. Like I should have been like so proud of myself. I love that. I feel like anybody listening right now, like life is to be celebrated, right? It's all of the little things along the way on the journey. And I like how you brought that up because so many people, yeah, are there. It's like, their birthday, that's a celebration, but it's like, oh, you might celebrate because you did really well. You won a sports game and like 
go out and have a popsicle or ice cream, or yeah, maybe you, uh, spoke up for yourself. Like there's so many little tiny things along the journey that we should be celebrating all the time because, you know, sometimes we wait till we get to this destination and the destination is so much shorter lived that if we celebrate along the way, then life is just so much more joyful and fulfilling. So I love that you brought that up. So celebrate the wins along the way. All the way. Yeah. Even if it's just like you had a hard week and you know, like I have my, my planner and I'll write like what I'm wanting to get done that week. And if I only get one of those things and it was just like being consistent or like, I just did, I got everything done that I needed to, and maybe I didn't go like above and beyond, but like, I've learned to do that on a weekly basis now. Like I keep a track of what I do each week. What is, you know, I'm, I plan of three main things that need to get done that week. And that is my focus. And if someone asks me something and it it does not revolve around those three main things, I will say no, because those are the three things that I need to get done this week. And once those are done, then I have free time. Then I can open my schedule. Then I can say yes, because when you're juggling kids, work, jujitsu, haircuts, eye doctors, PTIs, um, ordering stuff, advertising, making reels, posting on your stories, going live, finishing a live course, recording videos. That's a lot of stuff and you have to be able to juggle it all. So that's where like, I started doing it that way. So it only, it helped with my time, but also being like, okay, you did really good this week. Like you, you got your stuff done. Nice. Yes. And I like how you're doing that, like being intentional because when you're intentional about your time and your focus, then, um, hopefully in the long run, you'll have more free time because you won't be in, um, a hundred different areas at the same time. You're going to be, you know, get the important stuff done and all the other stuff. If you have time, sure. Yeah. Lovely. Add that on. But if not, it can wait. Right. Yeah. Definitely saves time. Helps you feel less overwhelmed too. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So as we're like kind of winding down here, um, what would you say to someone right now who is like in the space, maybe where you were before you made the decision, you know, mm-hmm. either just living on autopilot, you know, not really having their voice or just not being feeling fulfilled. Like, what would you say to them? Like, what's one kind of first step that they could take? to start making a change? Simplify, simplify your life, simplify your routine. Um, Take moments to just like understand where you are, take a step back. And if that means letting things go for a time, you might come back to it, but in that space, you might realize that actually was something you don't actually enjoy, or it's not your thing. And instead of continuing wasting time and taking away the energy you need for other stuff, you learn how to refocus it. Um, simplifying was definitely something that helped a ton. And it also changed my priorities and how I viewed life, like things that I used to think I wanted are not on my list anymore. 
And it's more, I really feel like COVID did a ton of that. I had to really realize who do I want to spend my time with? Who do I feel more stressed out with when I leave the room with them? Or who do like, I'm like, oh man, like, I just love visiting with you. Like, I love coming and seeing you or running into you. And it was like, um, you know, even to like the music that I listened to and the things that I listened to, like what afterwards, like, how do I feel afterwards? If I feel very stressed out and overwhelmed and like agitated, there's something there. I need to either cut that out or like really monitor my time spent on that and just simplify my life. And it just went everywhere. And it really made a huge change in my mindset and realizing really what I could handle and being okay with that and letting go of the expectations that society has on us. Um, I think too, families can really, really put a big hindrance on that. I feel, especially women, like our mothers, if if our mothers are very different in how they handle things compared to how we are, I think as women, we really struggle with that because like we want our moms to be proud of us, but sometimes that means that we're the complete opposite of them. And we're the ones that have to come up with those boundaries to be able to be okay at the end of the day when we're done, because they, they, they are our parents, they're our moms and we love them. And, but sometimes you're just on very different zones. And that was a big thing for me, like who I spent my time with and who I let really affect my decision-making was a big one. Mm, So good. Okay. My last question for you is if you could go back in time and tell that little girl, you, um, give her like, you know, a glimmer of hope or a piece of advice or, or tell her like one thing, what would you go back and what, what, what did that little girl need to hear back then? What would you tell her? Learn how to say no learn how to say no, and that you are worth being respected and listened to. And if you think differently than someone, it doesn't matter if they agree with you or not, just keep doing what you're doing. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I think that is like, I'm like almost crying. So, so little Marley would have been like, ah! <laughs> so good because I feel like as women, we are, have been brought up. I mean, maybe things are starting to change now, but breaking that cycle, but like as being the quiet good girls that were the people pleasers and we're making sure everybody else was okay. So to, you know, just saying no, like that's such a simple thing, but it's so big, like actually having a voice of just, you know, saying no to things that you don't want so that you can be open to the things that you do and having that voice. So, so good. Oh my gosh. I absolutely love your story. Um, thank you for sharing. And I can't wait to see, um, where things unfold for you, like where you go in the next year, five years, 10 years, like how things start to evolve. So where can people find you at and connect with you? Yeah, for sure. Um, so you can find us on social media. So on Instagram, it's haven.beauties and it's not heaven. It's haven. I know everybody gets confused. Just like my, my maiden name was backer, but everybody would be like, is it Baker? Is it Becker? I'm like, it's literally how it's spelled backer. Um, but yeah, <laughs> haven. And, uh, you can find me also on Facebook, but like, like I kind of said, I'm not really on Facebook anymore. Stuff is 
which I find funny because a lot of people all of a sudden are liking the Facebook page. And I'm just like, I'm not putting anything on there. So I don't know how you're finding it. <laughs> like liking it, but like, again, the algorithms, they do their own thing. Um, and there is a website too, www.havenbeauties.com. Um, that is all in the process of changing right now. Um, I'm re not rebranding, but updating. Cause I look very different in my photos than I do now. And it's funny. Cause people are like, Oh my gosh, so you have red hair. Like you look good. I, one thing I will say is during this process, like before I used to be, you know, people were like, Oh my God, you're doing so good. And like, Oh, you look so good. And da, 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 da. And one of the compliments that I didn't realize meant so much until this last little bit of like figuring out who I am and being okay with my business. Now, when I get, you look so happy, that mm. is one of the best compliments. And I never realized how much it meant in every aspect until I started getting that. And then I was just like, wow, okay. Like that is what life is about being happy, being fulfilled, being calm, being able to like the little things don't get to you anymore. And I feel like if you are in that place or you're at least getting towards there and you're working on that, that's what the goal really should be. That just gave me goosebumps. Like isn't that the best compliment that you can receive? You it is. look so happy. And isn't that like what life is about? So yeah. I really hope everyone who's listening today is going to like make the decision to um, get still and figure out like what is working and like what isn't working and how to move forward so that, you know, they can get to a place where they just look and feel and are happy like you are today. So thank, thank you. you. I think it's a great place to be. And I've been the complete opposite. And there's moments where you don't know if you're ever going to get there and it's hard. And there's moments where you want to give up and there's moments where you're like, is this worth it all? But if you can really get in tune with where you're wanting to go and how you want to be and make it really focused on you and people, they do say, you know, it's selfish. Like I think the people who have no idea what it means and who don't understand and have never thought outside of that, they immediately turn it down. Cause they're like, well, that's like not normal, but like, I'm used to being told that I've my whole life have been told like, why don't you do things this way? Like you can't just do things the right way. So it doesn't really phase me. So I'm kind of, I guess like that rule breaker that doesn't really care. <laughs> yes. We need more of that. Make your own rules for your life. Be in charge of your own life. Yeah. As long as you're not hurting anybody and you're not hurting yourself and you're, you know, doing things for the right reasons, do what makes you happy. Yes. I love it. Wow. Okay. Thank you so much for being here. I absolutely love the conversation. I'm uh, thank you. I love doing these. These are my favorite. That's why I need to get on starting my own. <laughs> yes. Get out and get your own podcast out there. We all need to hear more from you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you for this, this meeting. I loved it. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of all things relatable. If you know someone that would relate to this episode and get value from it, please pass it along. Also, if this episode resonated with you, I would love for you to rate review and subscribe.